When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you're dead. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 at the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Happy Wednesday, everybody. John Schmoke, Paul Dottino, twins with you right here on Big Blue Kickoff Live. I guess I would make you Danny DeVito since you're the Italian one and I'm Arnold. Fine. Since I'm more Northern European, that works. Not a problem. Sure. Uh, I'll take that. Let's hear from some Utes. Utes. We need some Utes to call us today. Hashtag. Wasn't that, wasn't that Joe Pesci? Yes. I called you Danny DeVito. But Pesci and DeVito... They're completely different people. But they did a lot of stuff together. Random Italian people. Eh, they're all the same, right, Tatino? <laughs> and they're both short, too, I guess, right? So It's all good. <laughs> you're funny. Uh, 201-939-4513. I'm trying to be, John. I need to laugh. <laughs> no, you're trying. I'll make right. the dumbest jokes possible if it'll help put laughs on everybody's uh, mind. All right, we have a lot to cover here on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Uh, we're going to turn the page here, folks. If you want to call up, ask some more questions about last week, that's fine. But a lot has happened since then. Uh, and a lot happened last night, so a lot to discuss today on Big Blue yes. Kickoff Live. Give us a call. Uh, it's all presented by Cadillac, the official luxury vehicle of the New York football giants. Mr. Dottino, obviously, let's start with the, the Raider news first, I guess, since there isn't any breaking giant news except for the injury report today. Why don't you give that before we get going on what happened okay. with the Raiders last night? Well, first up, Daniel Jones is expected to practice in full today, according to head coach uh, Brian Dable. We just got done talking to him. He said, look... The guy's been throwing for several days anyway, so there's there's nothing he's not going to be able to do. So so Jones is in full. Uh, Waller is day to day with a hamstring. Uh, Neil and he Thomas, will not practice today. He will not practice. Correct. That's correct. Neil and Thomas, the two tackles, will be limited, but they are going to try to do something. And he said we'll have to see later on in the week whether or not either one or both are going to be available. Um, also mentioned, uh, Saquon, Tibbs, and Robinson will all be limited today, but maintenance uh, days. That's yeah, those veterans' days, as we like to talk about. So right. that's it. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of stuff going on here with the Raiders last night. I was asleep. I think even you were asleep at that point, no, right? I was. Now you're still awake. I'm not sleeping too good these days. Yeah, you're a lunatic. So late last night, I was asleep. Crazy man was awake. Uh, the Raiders decided to fire Josh McDaniels after just being midway through his second season there. Yeah. And uh, they promoted former Giant Antonio Pierce to be their head coach. 
it looked as though that their coordinators would have been the same. Uh, but that changed about a half an hour ago when they let go of Lombardi, who was their offensive coordinator, and they replaced him with their cornerbacks coach, uh, Harnegy. Is that do I have that correct, Paul? Harnegy? Is I do that his not, name? I do not know him. I believe. I do not know him either. So uh, that happened, and then they also announced that Aiden O'Connell will be their starting quarterback this week instead of Jimmy Garoppolo. So, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Aiden O'Connell did start one game this year. I have not gone back and watched that game. My preparation for this game was delayed a little bit by the hours of trick-or-treating that happened late yesterday afternoon, which was fun, by the way. Kids did a good job. But uh, I will go back and watch that Aiden O'Connell game now uh, at this, some point this afternoon or tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really tough to uh, understand what to expect from the Raiders this week from a schematic perspective. Patrick Graham still in place as defensive coordinator, I'm sure. Antonio Pierce will work hand-in-hand with him in terms of putting a game plan together this week. Obviously, AP more of a defensive guy. Uh, I'll just kind of say this. Usually after a team goes through a big sea change like this and you have this type of monumental change, which according to reports, the players seemed, a lot of the veteran players seem to be uh, behind. Mm-hmm. They usually come out with their pants absolutely on fire in their first game after a move like this. So I think the Giants will probably get uh, the best version of the Raiders in this game this Sunday. If you know anything about Antonio Pierce, you know he will have him fired up. Yep. I mean, that's about as fair as I can put it. Now, um, And the players are going to want to show, yeah, you listen to us, owner. Good job. We're yeah. ready to go now. You know? Yeah. And, you know, I think the biggest thing that we'll be looking for is that this Raiders offense has been very, very, very conservative to this point Um, in reviewing some of their stuff and then also in reviewing, believe it or not, one of their pods, even their own uh, team websites pod was saying that they're not throwing the ball downfield very much. I'll tell you what, they tried, yeah, yeah. and they tried a couple times on Monday night, and Garoppolo airmailed it to Devontae Adams twice when he was, by the way, wide open yeah. on both plays. Yeah, it didn't work out so well. Um, of course, one of the typical reasons you'll hear when people say that is because the quarterback isn't getting time. Well, you know what? There have been times Jimmy G had time and still didn't make it happen. He's been very inconsistent. Unfortunately well, for him, that that that's Jimmy Garoppolo, though, right? Especially okay. when you're not being coached by Kyle Shanahan. I'm I'm actually not. I'm I'm a Garoppolo guy. I I actually think he's pretty good. I, I kind of like him, but I also think he needs he needs better pieces around him, uh, because the inconsistencies that he shows will hurt you when you're not a very good team. <coughs> if you are a good team, some of those inconsistencies can be overcome. Yeah, he's throwing interceptions, I think, in six consecutive games, something like that. Well, he, he leads the league. He does not ha- – nah, he has nine for the year, right? Yeah. He does not handle pressure particularly Number one. well. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, with Aiden O'Connell, we'll see. I will say this. My guess is that this is not going to be a conservative game plan this week. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, when he was at Purdue, if anybody mm-hmm. watches college football, Purdue is a throw-the-ball-over-the-yard type of system. It's a mad bomber attack. Yes, and he has – a ton, hundreds and hundreds. He's the type of quarterback that Bill Parcells would have wanted drafted because he has a million snaps in college and he won a lot of games. He kind of checks all those boxes <laughs> that Parcells had for his quarterback. You're singing right? my song, John. He's a big, tall pocket pants uh, p- pantser, pocket passer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Trick or treating, like tricks for the trick or treating yesterday. Apparently, no, yes. I did not pants anybody yesterday. But um, you know, 
he's. I think they're going to throw the ball over the yard, and the way Devontae Adams has kind of been a little chirpy this year, and by the way, understandably so, he has not gotten as many. He got a lot of targets in a couple games earlier in the year, but the last four games he's only gotten, mm-hmm. I think, in three of the last four, he's gotten like three, four, and six targets in three of the last four One games. 100-yard game against Pittsburgh when he blew up, and that's it. They are going to be throwing the ball to Devontae Adams a lot in this game, I would imagine. Yes. It is going to be get the ball to Devontae, get the ball to Devontae. Oh, and by the way, when, I, when all else is in doubt, get the ball to Devontae Adams. So I imagine yes. if the Giants match up Deontay Banks on him, which is something they've done in years past, uh, in games past with the number yep. one wide receiver, that that's something they're going to try to do again. Uh, though I do wonder if the Giants are maybe going to shade another player over there the way they did with Justin Jefferson uh, against the Vikings in that playoff game last year. They could do a shade. They could do... Uh, <laughs> over the top. Uh, oh, uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I won't get into the schematics about that, but they also, they also could decide, you know what, Deontay or Tay, as he likes to be called, you're being too grabby, okay? I mean, you mentioned it in your copy that's going up soon, and I had already done the research on it. He is tied with Joshua Azudu for the Giants' lead in penalties drawn this year. Six penalties, six flags. three accepted. Correct. Mm-hmm. Azudu's had six flags, five accepted. And those are huge penalties because they're all automatic first downs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, maybe, just maybe, going up against the Devontae Adams – they may just say, you know what, Adoree, you take that guy. Mm. Because if if I'm the Raiders, okay, not only am I telling Devontae Adams, I want you to school the rookie, I'm also getting the ball to, in that direction as often as possible because there's a chance I'll either get a completion or a penalty. Yeah. Either way, I'm getting yards. Honestly, I don't think it matters who the Giants put on them. I think the, I think the Raiders are going to go to them a million times regardless. To be I think they will. I think they will. Yeah. But but maybe it's safer to put a Dory on him because I think he's less likely to commit a very costly and big yardage penalty. Yeah. Maybe. Perhaps. We'll see. 201-939-4513, Paul. Anything else to add here before we get to the calls? No, what just that uh, Brian Dable said they did not want to move Leonard Williams. Uh, has great oh, respect for him. We should big talk about fan that. of Thank his. You. Um, when the call came in from Seattle, Seattle was the aggressor here. They called Joe Shane, the GM, asked about Leonard Williams. Joe then had the conversation with Leonard, and they discussed about, okay, well, this is an offer we've got. They they had mutual respect for the conversation. Everybody seemed to be on the same page. This would be good for everybody. Joe talked to Brian Dable. Dable agreed that, okay, you know what? We've got confidence in Nacho. We've got confidence in Ashawn Robinson. Obviously, they have Jordan Riley as well. DJ Davidson also at the defensive tackle spot. It was decided it was best for everybody. And Leonard, obviously, you know, with the way they shifted his bonus money around and gave him some more cash up front, he clearly was also in favor of it too. And he's a chance to go play for a winning team. That's first place in the NFC West right now. And right now, the way things are looking for the Seahawks with uh, San Francisco taking a bit of a rocky road lately. Which is why the NFL is ridiculous, by the way. Who saw that coming after that trouble yeah. in Dallas three weeks ago? So so Seattle has to believe now. They just, they just in the last couple of weeks, I think they added three defensive guys in the front, right? Mafe, um, Clark. Well, Mafe was Mafe there. Mafe was right? there. Mafe was yes. there, but he's now playing like he's supposed mm-hmm. to. He's kind of risen from the dead. Clark. They added Frank Clark they brought in. Yeah. And they added Williams. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they've added some stuff to their defensive front, which they needed some more pass rush. 
And so uh, that bodes well for them. So obviously, Williams is happy with his situation. He's happy with his economics because he got some more cash up front. Giants are happy. They got a second and a fifth, even though they only traded a third and a fifth to the Jets when they acquired Williams. Yeah, so they got more back in the end. Which, and after, basically, they got a guy for four and a half years and then got more back for him. And you trade him when he was older, when theoretically his value should be lower. And now I know the Giants, you know, basically paid for that with the way they worked the salary and stuff like Understood. that. Understood. Cap space is not as valuable as draft capital. Always select the draft capital over the cap. Without space. a doubt. It's kind of one of those NBA trades, right? Where you're paying another team to take on that right. salary. That's what Seattle did here in a second-round draft pick is great capital. And I know we had these conversations the last couple weeks. Fans have called up about trades. And I said, well, you got to wait to see how these games go before you decide to make any of those. This is really good value. This is such a good value. I might have made this trade regardless, to be quite honest yeah. with you. That's how good the value is in this trade. Somebody so. asked me this morning, if the Giants had won this past Sunday, do you think they still would have made the trade? I don't I, know for sure the answer to that. Hypothetically, I can't say either, but my goodness, this is a very good price. If I'm sitting in the GM's chair, I would have had a hard time saying no to that. I agree with you. And, I, and I'm a big, you guys know. And even, even if you're I'm a at, big Leonard Williams guy. Sitting at four and, sitting at four and you know, maybe if you're sitting at four and four, no, but sitting at three and five and they offer you a two and a five, it's hard to say no. I'm, I'm probably still making the deal, to be honest with you, John. I'm probably still making the deal. And, and I will say this, too. Leonard Williams, who had been super, super, super durable, then last year all of a sudden he had a neck. Yep. You know, shoulder, it, shoulder, shoulder. It was shoulder. shoulder. It was shoulder. neck into the shoulder. It was like the, it was like stinger type of thing. And right? and you know, guy pushing thirty now, all of a sudden had a little bit of a hurt. You also got to wonder: Is his durability going to match the earlier part of his career as he right. moves on? It's funny. I was looking at some stats today, and it just shows you how. You know, sack numbers, and we try to stress that people's sack numbers are not the be-all, end-all with stuff like that. Did yeah. you know Kayvon Thibodeau and Leonard Williams have the identical number of pressures this year? Yeah. And you just, I know. What, I know. Is, what is nine sacks, and Leonard has, what, one? One and a half? One and a half. <laughs> I, 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 how it Seattle anyway. Radio called me yesterday, and I said, look, you, you paid <laughs> a lot to get a really good player. Mm-hmm. And trust me, the one and a half sacks doesn't tell the story about what, what a good player Leonard Williams is because he makes guys on your defensive line better. And he's also good against the run, too. No he's, question. He's a two-way player. Absolutely. He isn't, he, I don't think he's been quite as dynamic as a pass rusher as he was two years ago when he had his big sack year. I don't no. think he's been that active, to be honest no. with you. But he's still a, a, a very good three technique and someone that you can slide out yep. as a as a edge guy on running downs, if you like. All right, now let's get to the calls. 201-939-4513. Go subscribe to the John Settle Podcast, folks. A lot of great content up on there. My interview and conversation, more of a conversation than an interview, with Sean O'Hara this week. We talk all about the fronts, offensive line, defensive line. Uh, probably a little less offensive line talk than usual, to be honest with you. But we talked a lot about the game from last Sunday. We talked about the Leonard Williams trade, Daniel Jones getting back on the field moving forward. Go check that out. And is Popper's perspective up yet, Pearson? It is, yeah. So Bob Popper talks to Tiki Barber about the, I believe, 2005. 5 December 31st. Yep, New Year's Eve game. I knew it was New Year's Eve. I was mm. trying to remember what year it was. Uh, against the Raiders. Remember it well. And uh, he had a monster 200-yard rushing game. He sure did. The Giants into the playoffs. Playoffs, right? That helped against the yes. playoffs that year? Yes. They won the yes. NFC East in that game. They sure Correct. did. Yes, and that, that was the that was the year, if I recall, right, that 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 they lost um, Wellington Marrick, correct? Or was it Bob Tisch that year? I'm trying to remember. It was both it was of both, them. Both, both in the same year. Both in the so, same and time. That, and Tiki talked about how that was very important 
uh, to a very, him and the team to get them into the playoffs that year. So. That game was out in uh, in uh, the West Coast, mm-hmm. and it was on that soft grass turf, which was just a mess. And Tiki would not let that disturb him. He ran like a wild man that so night. So great, great conversation. Go check that out on the Giants Little Podcast. We'll probably play back some of that on the radio pregame this week as well. All right, let's get to it. 201-939-4513. Thanks for hanging in with us. Let's go to uh, Jonathan in Westchester. He wants to talk about that Leonard Williams trade. Jonathan, what's up? Hey, how are you guys? What's going on? Uh, so normally uh, I'm pretty quick with my calls. Today I actually have a few things. Sure. And feel free to uh, cut me off whenever you want. All right, just, Jonathan, <laughs> here's the thing. If you get to your points quick, you'll get them all in. So fire away. What do you got? All right. Uh, so on Leonard Williams, I completely agree with you. Um you know, I love him as a player, but, you know, I do think considering where he is in his career that Shane got a wonderful return on Monday. I actually have a theory on, on why uh, Shane was able to get so much draft capital. So I'm sure that, you know, Seattle's brain trust um, watches a lot of tape, but their lasting memories of Williams are probably from the times that they saw him in person. So I went back and looked on December 6th, 2020 the Giants beat Seattle this was you know during the heart of COVID there was no one in the stadium it's the Colt McCoy game yeah so the Giants exactly the Giants won 17-12 and Leonard Williams had two and a half sacks and five QB hits including a sack on the second to last play of the game that essentially sealed the victory Mm -hmm. then uh, on October 30th 2022 uh, we lost to Seattle 27-13 but again Williams had another uh, very nice game, eight tackles in a sack. So would you uh, agree with me that a player's performance against a particular team can influence you know, the team's value? Yeah, I think player? it can. I think it can. And unfortunately, he didn't have as noisy of a game this year when they saw him most recently. Right. But, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, yes, I, I think we've seen that before. And I think, you know, Pete Carroll has been around the NFL for a long time. He just knows he from knows. his time in the NFL how good Leonard Williams has been. So, absolutely. Right. Uh, so two other quick things. Um, Thibodeau and Okereke, I think, are both playing really well. Okereke has um, uh, 73 tackles already in 2023. Um, pretty amazing, considering that more than half of the season is still in front of us. And Thibodeau, I mean, I don't think anyone can call him a bust anymore. He's uh, got eight and a half sacks through eight games. He's... Uh, well on his way to becoming the first Wink Martindale player, I think, to record double-digit sacks in this season. Yep. So, uh, And this whole idea of um, Thibodeau depending on Ojolari in order to be successful, you know, that, that no longer you know, carries any weight because uh, he's been doing this with Ojolari out. Um, and then the last thing I was going to say, so my kids and I were, uh, were at the game Sunday, and we, you know, we sat in that rain you know, for the entirety um, but one thing that the Giants have been doing, which which I love, I think it's it's wonderful. Each home game, they'll they'll honor a veteran. So I don't don't know if you guys. Yeah, a, a lot of teams state. do that, to be honest. But it's a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this year, this uh, week in particular, they had um, the guy must have been a hundred years old. I think he was a World War II vet. And just seeing the the expression on his face and the faces of his family members, I mean, that was just awesome. You know, for for my kids and I to see. So. Just that's wanted awesome. to uh, give the Giants, yeah. Just wanted to give the Giants kudos on that. Right. Uh, so that's everything. Thank you, Jonathan. Now, see, you got through them. You were quick. That's a good model call, folks. If you have a lot of points you got to make, get them right through, just like that. 
wonderful call. And the sad thing is that we're losing more and more of our World War II generation. Mm -hmm. There's just not that many of them alive anymore. Just think about it. 45 was the last year of the war. Let's say you're 18. That's probably the youngest you could have been in 45. Mm -hmm. You know, do the math. That's almost now 80 years ago. So they're all, you know, 95 at the minimum. You know, so enjoy them while they're still with us. Yeah. Because they were all heroes, obviously. Um, Yeah, and look, I think Leonard Williams just, you know, Seattle's trying to make a run here. Look, Pete Carroll, I'm not going to say he's a limited clock. Is that you know because that's not being mean, but he he but he's he's not the you know youngest coach in the league. I think he's fact, seven. I, I isn't believe, he up to seventy? I now? believe he might actually be the oldest coach in the league. I think he's older than Belichick, isn't he? I th- I think he, he is I, right. I think he's the I'm oldest. Pretty coach sure. In the so needless to say, Pete Carroll, if he has a window, he's going to try to open that window as wide as possible. No doubt. And I think that's why they decided to go make that trade. But again, I think it was a smart trade by the Giants. And you know we talk about the importance of second round picks a lot. And there you go. I mean, now you're going to have. You know, one, and they're going to be separated too, which I like. At least you think, depending on how the season goes, if the right. Giants say around, you know, between 10 and 15, you know, we'll see what the record ends up being. Seattle mm-hmm. between 20 and 25, so you'll get a nice, like, 10 or 15 pick spread there, which which I like having those picks kind of, you know, you give it a little space, you can, you know, kind of select from different groups of players. Well, you know, I think if you're the Giants, even if you go on a, on a nice second half roll here and you finish in the middle of the pack, let's just say you're, 15, 16. Let's, 16. 16. Let's yeah. just say that. Right in the middle. Uh, nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, you're still looking for another really good, young, terrific player, terrific prospect that you can add. And if you've got a 1-1 and two twos, you're thinking now that's probably three players. One's going to be a blue chip. And the other two are going to be red oh, chips. You don't know if it's going to be a blue chip. Well, I'd like well, to believe well, so. I mean, I, so. Paul, well, let's, let's be careful how we use those terms. Last year, I had no blue chip prospects okay. and eight okay. red chip prospects in the whole draft. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You could potentially, you could potentially get a couple of red chips in the second round. That's possible. I don't consider. Okay, it all, it all depends how you define red chip, but that's right. fine. Right. 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 So, it makes a lot of sense because this team does believe going forward that they still have an upswing to come mm-hmm. and they're going to have to add some some good young talent to do it. So it's a it's a good yeah, trade. I it's love a it. good trade. Yeah, I think it's a very good trade. And one thing no one's brought up yet, which I'm surprised by, I mean, this is essential stuff. Giants lost maybe their best ping pong player from that locker room. Well, when David Sills left, I think that was he was the best. Oh, yeah, but he's not on the team. I'm saying the current best oh, player yeah, yeah. probably is Leonard Williams. Pearson, you agree with that? You've been in the locker room enough watching these guys play. He's really good. He is good. I would say Gano is really good. Too. Yes, yeah, and, and and so is Kreider. You know, Hyatt, too, has some skills. Yeah, Hyatt, yeah, Hyatt's working his way up. He's where he's and not Barkley there. Barkley is very serious. Yes, but well, Shepard and Leonard and Ryder, and Ryder Anderson's also very good, by mm-hmm. the way. They kind of have that little tournament going. It's all about chess now, though. It is. Also, Bobby McCain also is 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 also very good at the ping pong. But yeah, now we're having the the the, the Saquon Kayvon Thibodeau chess matches, oftentimes in the middle of the locker. The room, only so. thing we haven't done is discuss how this will impact Dexter Lawrence. He and Leonard Williams were like brothers. Yeah. No. Yeah. They were super tight. Super tight. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, one of Leonard Williams's best traits as a player is his ability to run the stunts. And and he would command double team attention and work in unison with Dexter Lawrence. And sometimes he would even loop with him. I, I, I you know look, I haven't seen enough of Nacho 
to know how well he will run that kind of play. Yeah, we know Ashawn Robinson is not that style. Hey, look, they, this is this is going to hurt them in pass rushing. It is situation. It is Robinson and Nacho. I think will be fine against the run. But again, in pat on interior pass rush on third and second, it's and long, going to be different. Th- no, it's going to be it's it's and, it's it's not going to be the same. And it's Dexter not. Lawrence is going to feel some of that. Yeah, possibly he will. There's Lord, no other possible. He will. Lord knows why the Jets continued to signal team Dexter Lawrence last week. <laughs> I got folks. Let me tell you, walking out of that game, I thought Dexter Lawrence had played well, even though the sack protection wasn't production wasn't there. When I'm back and I rewatched that game on Monday morning, he was ferocious. Holy Toledo. He was in that backfield every single pass down. Look, they Zach, were down Zach, to their third center. Zach Wilson, to be fair, well, he did it to the first center. Yes, he, he did. did. It to the center, <laughs> and then he said, "All right, you want some more?" Next, yes. it, was like a, it, it, was, yes. it was like an assembly line of people that Dexter it was. could whip up there up front following the game against Washington, where he was also good. He is on. A heck of a role right now. He is. And it'll be interesting to see how the Raiders decide to try to deal with him because he right now is just wrecking games up front for the New York Giants. He was the best player on that football field last week. I know Kevin Thibodeau had the three sacks. Dexter Lawrence was the best player on the field. On um, the Giants defense I'd be very happy to say both of them he were was phenomenal. A monster. I think I'm not taking anything away from Thibodeau. I just think that I got Dexter you. Lawrence was like he was every play. He was impacting Zach Wilson. All right, let's go to Hugo in New Jersey. He's up next. Hi, Hugo. Hey, good afternoon, guys. What's up? And, uh, just to show how long I've been following you guys, uh, I remember the show "Let's Get Fierce" with Antonio Pierce. But uh, yes, you guys. That that is you guys. Hugo, that yeah. was one of, when I first started working here. That probably was the first opportunity the Giants gave me to do video content. We did a one-on-one. Yeah. Each week with Antonio Pierce and Sean O'Hara, they rotated center every. Exchange. Yep, center exchange. Thank you. Very good branding, yep. Hugo. And they rotated it every week. And uh, AP and I are close. I'm very excited to see him get his get get, get his chance to coach here. Yeah. I wish it wasn't in an interim situation. These, you know, it's not a lot of times the best chance you get, but just to get some, you know. FaceTime as a, the leader of an NFL franchise, and if the Raiders can somehow finish this season strong, maybe that'll give him a better chance to get a DC job, and then maybe at some point elevate back up to a head coach, a lot like Dan Campbell did. This reminds me of a lot of the Dan Campbell interim head coach opportunity he had with Miami. Yeah, I believe was that when they fired Gase. Maybe? I think it was, and then they brought him in for the final five or six games. So, and then, but then look, Campbell then had to leave. Take a coordinator job, as I believe he was just a tight ends coach at that point with Miami, and then work his way up, and he finally got there. So hopefully this will be a similar opportunity for Antonio Pierce. Dan knew, though, that when he took the interim job, they were not going to let him stay. I don't know if Pierce is being told the same thing. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that either. Yeah. Go ahead, Hugo. I'm sorry for for, for hijacking uh, your call. I mean, the thing about Antonio Pierce is he got every ounce out of his uh, athletic ability through intelligence, instincts, and toughness. So... Um, good luck to him, I guess. But let me. Um, but not this week, you not know. This, not this week. But, no. Say, but, but not, not this week. week. <laughs> not this week. Um, I guess what I really want to talk about is I, I'm a bit hopeful for uh, the last nine games, and uh, really the target I have in mind is that the Giants have to go seven and two uh, to kind of meet the uh, Will and Tamara. Uh, requirement for a successful season and be playing meaningful football in, in, in December. Hugo, i got to be honest and, with you just real quick. I think that last wildcard team in the NFC might only win eight games this year. I mean, if, if if you look at the standings, 
it's ugly, dude. Like, if you get okay. past those first six teams, yeah. it, ain't, it ain't pretty. Yeah, yeah, and you have teams like Washington selling off some of the best. I mean, it, it could get kind of weird here, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I'm I'm hopeful, and I'm hopeful based on two things. <laughs> One, I, I think the Giants have finally stabilized some of the things that have plagued them in the beginning of the season. Um, and, and I'm basing this on the hope that uh, both our tackles will be back real soon. So I think, you know, we will have at least some uh, offensive line uh, depth and better performance. I think the secondary has stabilized with the insertion of slot at slot. And the third thing is, it looks like, uh, well, I'm hoping they sign him to the roster, but it looks like we finally have uh, a punt return because I was very always very nervous uh, mm-hmm. whenever Gray was back there. And, so, and so by the way, Gunner what... and Gunner, I thought, did a really nice job. Oh, I, I he, thought was, he, did he was too. fantastic. And we finally yeah, got his name right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely a professional returner. He is. Now, now, the other thing, now, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, because we talked about it in the preseason, is for the team to be good, our second and third year players had to take the next step. And I don't know if you recall – this call but yeah for sure when we, when we went over in the prison i think we had three guys that were solidly in the improving camp and then a bunch of question marks right um so two things one when i look back at it i guess our 2021 draft was uh, pretty pretty disastrous i think the only thing that's salvageable at this point is old jolari as a situational pass rusher whenever you know, he gets back. And I'm not sure if we're ever going to see Aaron Robinson. I'm, I guess I'm not too hopeful about that. But let's go to Shane's guy, right? The guy Shane brought in. That list of three for me is now eight. And I'll run him through you, and uh, you can tell me what you think. Yeah. Kayvon, Pinnock, McFadden. Well, Pinnock wasn't a draft pick. Pinnock wasn't a draft What's pick. that? Pinnock wasn't a draft pick. He was a waiver oh, I, claim. Yeah, but we – we kind of included them in the preseason because young guys. Okay. Were no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. I got so, you. So, K- so, yeah. So, Kayvon, uh, Pinnock, McFadden, Wandell, Cordell Flott, Nick McLeod. Um, great on special teams, by the way. Yep. DJ Davidson and Jamie Gillen. So, that uh, list of three is now up to, I think that's eight. So, that's what gives me hope. That's what gives me hope. These guys are trending in the right direction. Some of our early season problems seem to be stabilized. The schedule's weaker. Now, to get to 7-2 and two means one thing. We won't get swept this year by Dallas or Philly. <laughs> one or the other. And I'll tell you, Dallas, so, just FYI, I know fans you know, don't think about this sometimes. Dallas has won 11 straight at home. They're a very tough team to beat in that mm-hmm. building now. And right now, they seem to be rolling on all cylinders again. We'll see what they do. Remember, Dallas-Philly this Sunday, folks. You wanted a good, really good football game to watch? Uh, I believe, I think that's a 4 o'clock game, though. I think it's on the same time as, as Giants and Raiders, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, at some point, try to go back and rewatch that game. Obviously, wow. ob- obviously the Giants <sighs> will be playing both of those teams the rest of the way, so it's important for fans and to Hugo, be Hugo, your bold prediction was sweep Philly. Uh, no, I, I, no, no, you've got to listen to it carefully. I said, my bold prediction was we will at least split with Philly and possibly sweep them. I think that's what I said. Well, you might have said it, but in order for it to be bold, and I think this is where Pearson is going, Pearson, I mean, if you want to be bold, you got to be bold. You have to go with sweep that. Yes. Otherwise, it's not bold. You can't well, uh, well, half-ass it. Yeah. You can't equivocate and be bold. <laughs> 
I never half-ass anything, by the way. But, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Well, look, we owe Dallas first Hello. Uh, putting our season in a tailspin. So let's go. Absolutely. Let's go get, Thank let's you, go. Hugo. Appreciate the call, man. 201-939-4513. Donnie in Queens. I expected to see Gunnar Olszewski here as a top topic number one for you, Donnie. No? Uh, well, look, it, found, it took us eight games to get a, a punt returner. So I guess, you know, that's happy. Uh, I, I didn't call about this, but respectfully to the last caller, I mean, on, on what planet are, are some of the players he mentioned hits for Joe Shane? I mean, a lot of these guys, the, the jury is still out on. I mean, are we, we're, we're assuming Wando Robinson is good. I think he has one touchdown in his career. So just totally jumping the gun on that. Even guys like Thibodeau, jury is still out on. So, you know, certainly looking good there, but. Nothing set. Well, so Donnie, well, Donnie, I, I think what the caller said is he has hope for those guys yes. at this point. The arrow is yeah. pointing yes. up. Correct. And I think that's like fair. The, the whole... But but everyone's going to be evaluated now in the second half of this season. This evaluation is going to be huge. And I'm going to tell you something right now, okay? For me, the Giants have to be, have to be at least 5-4. and four. They've got to be over 500 in the final nine games of the regular season. For me to be able to digest it and say, you know what? Okay. Okay. And I'll put them at 7 and 10. All right? If if they are under 500 in the next nine games, that to me is troublesome. I look at that yeah. schedule, and I will say the one asterisk is, are they going to get the bulk of their lineup back? I mean, they we'll, kind of have, have him back now, we, right? we We believe Jones is back this week. Is he going to be able to stay in the lineup? And the offensive bar- tackles are on their way. The offensive tackles, I don't know about this week. We'll have to see. No, on their way. They, but but know, if, if they make it back, if Barkley stays, so if the Giants have the bulk of their lineup intact for the rest of the year, to me, go 5-4 and four and I can digest it. Go under 500 yeah. the rest of the year with the bulk of your lineup, and that's not a good sign for me. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair, but I would say like having hope for Robinson is just because like there's no proof yet that he can't do it. But he he has really made zero impact for the Giants, and that, and I don't want to get into Rondo Robinson. I don't know about zero, but a lot of these guys. I mean, what does he have? Maybe one twenty yard play in his career and one touchdown. Well, it's I mean, kind of hard. Guys, a lot of, just let me finish. A lot of guys can catch eight yard passes underneath, but that's not even the purpose of my call. Looking yeah. on the bright side of things. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody want, like roots for injuries, but I, I actually think the Waller injury may be a blessing in disguise for the Giants. The, 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 the strength of the offense is the legs of Barkley and Jones. They, they don't have the type of offense to line up in shotgun and throw. It's just they don't have the personnel for it, and that, and that includes the quarterback. But Waller, I don't like that. You know, guys like Cam, it's always, oh, they're matchup nightmares. Well, he's also a matchup nightmare for your own offense because he he brings you virtually zero as a blocker. And I would take a guy like uh, Bellinger, who is a better receiver than Waller is a blocker. And I think the Giants will kind of get back to basics moving forward as the offensive line gets a little healthier. And we'll see them kind of resemble more of that run-heavy, uh, you know, the, the read option type plays that they were successful with last year. I'm curious uh, to see Donnie, and I know he's 100% healthy, but I do wonder if just because of adjacency to the injury, how much they lean into the design quarterback run stuff. That That's true. That that that, that, that is something to, to consider. You know, we, I, I just can't know that. I don't have that. No, neither do I. I. I have no idea. That's right. really just you know, my hope. I'm uh, going gonna, gonna to have to chime in here, and I hate to do it because it. I like Daniel Bellinger. He has not had a good year. 
in the snaps that he's had, he's given up four sacks already this season for a guy whose forte is blocking. Okay. It's, I, I it is more of a he, one blocker he, than a pass. Blocker, all right, though. but but he he has not had a good year. He had a ball hit him right in the hands the other day. That was his first drop of the season. Uh, I'll be frank with you. I expected a lot more out of him, and the production that he has given them during his snaps so far this season, although he's behind Waller, has not been up to expectations. And I hate saying that because I like the guy, and I think he's yeah, got so talent. I can't argue with you there. That, that's true. I would hope with an expanded role. And even if his blocking is poor, it's better than anything Darren will give us. Um, I, I just, I'm not, a, and I think you probably would agree with this. I'm just not a fan of these, like receivers masquerading as tight ends players. You know how I feel. You know how I feel about that. Yeah, they, they give it and they take it. I just, I feel like they put up the counting numbers, but the impact is not like the, the offense is always like there seems to be something missing. Last comment, I'll hang up. Love the trade for <laughs> Williams, and another factor in it is. This team needs a quarterback moving forward, and if they have to move forward, uh, move up for one, they just added some extra ammunition to do so. Uh, so just a good trade by him. Uh, you know, we'll see how things go the rest of the season. But, um, you know, that's just kind of my thoughts, and I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Thanks for Don. taking my call. Yeah, appreciate it, Steph. Um, look, you know me. I'm always in favor of adding draft capital. I think that's how – Why not? That's how you build teams. It's the most important thing that happens. That's not an NFL game every year for NFL teams. Mm-hmm. It's more important than free agency. It's the basis of everything you do building. If you look at the teams that have gotten where they are and why they're good, go take a look at the Eagles drafts. Go take a look at the Cowboys drafts. Mm-hmm. Go take a look at the Chiefs drafts. Go take a look at Buffalo's drafts, and you'll see why they've gotten where they've gotten. The high picks on San Francisco? Yep. Cincinnati, too, right? T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, go down the list. No. The, so. You can't go wrong when you when you add a second-round draft choice. There's nothing that's bad about that. All right. Um, I want to – we have a couple open lines, by the way, folks. If you want to get in, 201-939-4513, 201 939 Four, five, one, three. The record, the final nine games for me, Paul, mm-hmm. isn't as critical. Like, I'm not going to lose my mind if they win six games instead of seven, right? I'm not going to, like, football, you know, lose. That, that to me, while obviously you want to win as many as you can, for me, that's not, like, something that I'm super concerned about. I need to see this offense figure things out in the final nine games. That's well, the think- most important thing for me where they're averaging 11 points mm-hmm. per game. That mm-hmm. is unfathomable, even with all the injuries. If you take out the Cardinals game, I wonder how high it would be. Pearson, why are you trying to drag us through torture here? What are you doing? <laughs> yes, it would be a lot worse. It might be in single digits. In fact, Mr. Producer, why don't you do the math and put that in a document for me before I put Dom back over you on the depth chart? Wow. <laughs> He's not going to sabotage. No, the see, last for, but the for show. them, for them to do what you're saying, that's going to result in a, in at least a winning record. It's going to. Well, you would th- and look, but look, I don't think this will happen. What happens if the offense is really good? You know, the day of a million injuries on like, and the defense falls apart and they lose a bunch. But of But my first caveat was well, if okay, the bulk well, maybe, of their lineup is playing right, maybe the defense stays healthy and they fall apart. I don't think that's going to happen. The bottom line right. for me, I need this offense to put things together. Sure. I need to see them score consistently. I need to Daniel Jones show that he can run an offense like he did last year. Mm-hmm. And again, I think the issues early in the year had more to do with matchups and injuries than anything with, with Daniel, per se. So, I need to see that. And then that will determine how you move forward here as a franchise. 
if the lineup is whole, the two Philly games and the Dallas game are the only games, as far as I'm concerned on the schedule, that I'm willing to say they should be significant, realistic underdogs. Significant underdogs? Absolutely. 100% true. Right. Every one of those other games, you're talking about teams in your weight class. I mean, you're probably... They're all in your weight yeah, class, I'm John. Looking right here. Let me see. Um, at Washington, they'll probably be small favorites. You'll probably be a favorite, depending on what New England does the next couple weeks, you're probably going to be a favorite against New England, I would think. Um, Green Bay at home, you'll probably be a favorite. You'll be an underdog at New Orleans. Rams, well, who knows what the Rams are going to look like on December 31st with Stafford being banged up. And then you'll be, yeah, no, I'm with you. I agree. I think okay. that's fair. I'm with I, you. Trust me. Mm-hmm. I thought long and hard about it before yep. I made the statement. I agree with you. And that's that's how I feel. Uh, you Show me that with a relatively full starting lineup on both sides of the ball that you can beat the teams in your weight class that you should be competitive against. That, to me, is the litmus oh. test. And if you can't do that, then that's a problem. So Pearson did the math. Yeah. If you take the Cardinals game out of it, yeah. 9.1 points per game. Yeah. As Pearson just takes the big cold bucket of water and says, Schmelk and Detino already have hypothermia. I'm going to try to make you feel better and pour this bucket of well, cold water on you. Thank yeah, you, Pearson. But, 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 again, <laughs> but again, you're talking about a number that has been significantly of dilated course. by of a course. substandard and subcomplete lineup. Well, that's, that's my point. Right. I need to see that get better. Yep. Like once, like once you get those two tackles back, I want to see them average over 20 points per game. Yes. Take out what they've done so far. Once, and you know, I'm going to take the right tackle out of it. Once Andrew Thomas is back, all right? Mm-hmm. I want to see this team average 20 points per game. I don't think that's asking too much. Not at all. Not at all. And to be honest, again, I'm asking the defense to play like they have been playing now. Right. I want them to stay as they are playing now so that the Giants can go on a at least a 5-4 and four stretch the rest of the year, averaging over 20 on, on offense and giving up less 20 on de- than the 20 on Ooh, defense. That's, that's asking a lot. I'd love to see that. Yeah. I really would. That would make me feel really good about going into the offseason. It really would. Because as we've said from the very beginning, John, and, and we haven't stressed it enough because we were getting caught and jumping the gun a little bit too. Last year, they were a year ahead of schedule. They really were. Well, look, I, I try, me and Lance tried to warn right? people this offseason about the close games and having a little bit of a, of a slide back. Okay. It's not such a devastating slide back if they do what we're asking them to do in the final nine games because most of the disastrous stuff happened when they were crippled. And again, to Hugo's point, uh, that's why I'm not so much concerned, and even to Donnie's point, I'm not so much con- concerned with the record as am I seeing the young guys continue to get better. That's what I want to see. But that will lead to a record. Sure, well. That will lead. They go hand in hand. Well, I mean, those guys could get better. You could still lose a bunch of close games. You could. In excruciating fashion. Have a bad record. But you're like, wait a second. All right, Wanda Robinson is really good. Okay, Kayvon Thibodeau is really good. I know. All right, Cordo Flock continues to play. Deontay Banks is getting better. Trey Hawkins is showing some promise. Like, that to me is more important than the actual wins or losses for me. And I understand that. To enhance my confidence, though, to the maximum level, I not only want to see those guys continue to improve and get better, 
I want to see them finish the jobs on a week-to-week basis and learn how to win. Show me that you guys can close out these games. And that's not to say wins or losses don't matter the rest of the year. That's not the point that I'm saying. But my point is that in the long-term trajectory of the franchise, you want to see those young We're splitting hairs here. To get We're splitting hairs. I just want to make sure that I'm clear before people call up and they say, Schmelk said wins and losses don't matter the rest of the year. That, that, that's, that's not what okay. I'm saying. Bobby in Maryland. He's up next on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Bobby! Hey guys, I got one there. Hello. Hey, you guys hear me? Yeah, we can now. You go ahead. Okay. How you guys doing there? Oh, we got a bad battery in that cell phone. I don't think it's a bad I don't think yeah. you know how cell phones work. Pierce, do me a favor, put him on hold and, and ask him if he's on speaker or something like that, because right now we're not getting a good connection. Let's see if we can square that away. In the meantime, I'm gonna take uh, Scott in New Mexico. Scott, you're up next. What's up? Hi guys. Uh in the spirit of Halloween, I think the Giants have one foot in the grave right now this year. So what I'm concerned about, uh, in the first game in Dallas, uh, they were thrashed 40 to nothing. They mm-hmm. had pretty much their team there, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm in lockstep with both of you in regards to what improvements can be made and players actually starting to play better than they did. But there's still the main concern the Giants are last in scoring. They're averaging about four yards per play. Uh, and the thing that all of this amounts to, no matter how many good players you have, is the offensive line. And my concern is, are the players that they have the players they need? Uh, Golinski, Bredesen are good, not great. Uh, Evan Neal, he's injured, but we still don't know if he's going to be the right tackle. What I'm worried about is Andrew Thomas and whether this hamstring injury is going to be chronic and could affect next year, so it may influence how the Giants oh, I mean, draft. Scott, it's a ha- I mean, hamstrings that go from one year to the next for an offensive lineman. I don't know if I've ever seen that in the history of Washington. Okay. I mean, so I, w- yeah. I, w- I wouldn't worry about that. That's a reach. Okay. But what uh, I'm, in- I'm interested in results. I mean, it's wins and losses, not how good somebody plays or doesn't play. Because everyone's mandated at the beginning of the year for, to have one thing accomplished. That's make the playoffs and hopefully win a Super Bowl. And whether it happens or not is really up to a lot of different factors. But the real key to me is the offensive line. And do they have the players? And also, what can they do differently, perhaps, that will make them more, uh, make it more advantageous to have a quarterback back there that's not going to get killed. And that's the thing I concern myself when I watch the Giants. Now, they're going to be playing a team that's in total disarray this week. I don't know if you mentioned it. I wasn't, I didn't hear the whole thing, but did you mention also the general manager was fired as well? Uh, I did not mention that because it doesn't impact the game this week, but yeah, Ziegler was also let go. Right. And so, as I said, they're a team in disarray right now. And so it's ideal or idyllic for the Giants to be playing them now. Nah, see, Scott, you're wrong about that. I think this is a tougher game than it would have been if the Raiders didn't make all the moves this week. Okay. I felt, to to your previous statement about the Giants, I was going to say about the Raiders. They were a team that looked like they had no hope. They were playing poorly. They didn't like playing for the coach. And you felt really good about that going into that game. Now... They're like, hey, we got this guy let go. We like Antonio Pierce. We're going to show him. Like, We're going to go out there and we're going to play some great football here. So I think this okay. is actually a fairly dangerous spot if you don't come out there and play good football. If you know anything okay. about Antonio Pierce, he's probably going to light a bonfire in that locker room before the game. Okay? That's the kind okay. of guy he is. He will get them ready. You know what he's going to say? He's going to say, guys, look, they just fired the head coach and the general manager. 
So if this doesn't work the rest of the year, you're next. You know who they're coming for next? Mm -hmm. You and you and you and you and you and you and you. You want to get paid on your non-guaranteed contract next year? You better play your rear end off for the next nine games. So, Scott, these guys are going to come out with their hair on fire yep. this okay. game. And if, they, and if that's and, the case, yeah. uh, and, and what you're saying is accurate, the offensive line still is the key. And I'll, I'll let you take some additional calls, but really what I wanted to ask. Yes. With the personnel that they have, is there anything where they can switch personnel or do something differently that will give somebody a little added protection so they can make the throws down the field, no matter who the quarterback is? I mean, they've been doing that. They can do, unless they can do that and get the point totals, as you said, up to potentially 17 to 20 points. I see no future for them this year, and that's the point I wanted to make. I, so uh, I'll let you uh, take it from there. Thanks, thanks Scott. Appreciate it. Look, I think... You've seen improved play from the offensive line the last two weeks. When I went back and watched that Jets tape, is that the front for the Jets was an issue? Giant receivers weren't getting open. You look downfield on the all twenty-two, except for guys like you know stopping in five-yard routes in the middle of zones. Nobody was open. Guys, like this is not one of those games where I went back and I said, well, you know, they would have blocked up this play better. Hyatt's running free in the back end. He's behind the safeties. They had opportunities. I didn't see any of those in this game. Their best shot was the slant to Barkley, yeah, which that, was deflected correct. at the line of yep. scrimmage. Mm -hmm. That ball gets through to Barkley. He's gone for a touchdown. But, look. Whatever. So, when I think when when you take a look, I think the offensive line has played better. I think, you know, we'll see what happens when and if Evan Neal gets back. Um, I shouldn't say if. When Evan Neal's get back. I don't think there's any risk of him not coming back this year. But, Look, Max, Crabby's a, Max Crosby, and we'll do more of a specific greater breakdown tomorrow with, with, with JC from a player perspective, but Max Crosby is a legit top five defensive end <laughs> in the league. Yes. He has played 97.5% of the Raiders. He's an animal. Snaps. He is out there on every play. He's tied for the league lead in pressures with Aiden Hutchinson. Now, the reason he has all those pressures is because he doesn't come off the field. He's like eighth, I think he was in, in pass rush win rate, which is also, by the way, still really good. Uh, he's unbelievable, and he's going to be going against the Giants' right tackle. Will that be Evan Neal? Will that be Tyree Phillips? Could that be Justin Pugh if Andrew Thomas is back on the left side? I don't know how they're going to work that, Paul. We'll see. Maybe we'll have a better idea by the end of the week. But other than Crosby, and again, I haven't done my full diagnostic yet because of Halloween yesterday and, and everything else I had going on, he is their main pass rusher. They don't have anyone else to me that, no. that really used, that, that, no. that scares you. So I think the, the offensive line continue to get better, and they play a ton of zone. That's what Patrick Graham does. Uh, he has played a little bit more man this year from, again, my, my, my very quick look. But look, you can... You can move the football on. They're ranked like somewhere between like 18th and 20th in most of the defensive metrics that, that you look at. So they're fine on defense. But you can run the ball on them, though. They're like second worst in the league in terms of rushing defense. So I, I think this is going to be more of a Saquon Barkley game myself. But I think you should have some opportunities to throw the ball on this defense as well. I agree. I would be very disappointed if the Giants don't not only win this game, but I'd be very disappointed if they don't score at least twenty points. Now that Daniel Jones is back, I would like to see. I would like to see that as well. Yeah, you know, I don't think well, it's that, don't I don't think it's me, too big of an ask. No, don't get me wrong. If they win thirteen to ten, that's fine. But I'd really like to see them put up twenty plus points in this game because I think that's enough to win, especially given the way the Giants' defense has been playing. Even if the Raiders try to feature. Devontae yeah. Adams and throw him the ball 15 times. The Giants still should be able to hold them under 20. Look, the bottom line to me is 
yeah, yeah, yeah. if you want to win a football game in the NFL, you better score 20 points. Otherwise, you're going to have trouble. I mean, and, and that's on the low end. And when we go, when the Giants go play Dallas in two weeks, I'm going to say, well, you better score 27 points. Because on that, in that stadium against that team, you better put up more than just 20. That's not going to be enough. Probably 30. So, <laughs> exactly. Correct. So I think that's how you look at it going forward. All right, let's oh, go man. to uh, Doug and Glenn Falls. Doug, you'll be up next on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Hey, Doug. Hi, John. What's and up, Doug? How are you? Andy Dimes is definitely back, and they're not sure about Andrew Thomas. Uh, Andrew um, Thomas and Evan Neal will be limited. The contract will... is guaranteed to get hurt again unless they unless they do some more RPOs or or roll them out. What do you think? You think well, – uh, say that again, Doug. I he that. said Jones is going to get hurt again is what he said. I mean, no. I mean, he, he, got, he got hit a lot the first four games of the year, didn't get hurt till the game five. So if they thought it was guaranteed to get hurt again, he wouldn't be out there. Right. You don't put the guy in jeopardy. I mean, you go out there with the confidence that he's going to stay out of trouble. He's going to slide when he needs to slide. He's going to avoid pressure when he needs to avoid pressure. And you have confidence that your offensive line, which has done better in recent weeks, will continue to to, to, to try to their best to hold yeah, up. If you look at quarterback, it's the last two weeks. It, it's it's probably been there. It's been their two best games of the year. Spare the week two game against Arizona. Now, it was helped last week because they didn't really drop back and throw the ball much. If they would have thrown this the ball true. more. Last week, they were back in the 40% pressure rate this range, is true. which is where you don't want to be. So the pass protection last week wasn't great. You just couldn't really tell because they didn't throw the ball enough to notice it. But if you could protect like you did against Washington, like you did against Arizona, I think the offense can function. I think Daniel Jones will be fine. This is a good time to interject something we forgot <laughs> to tell you earlier. Tyrod Taylor was going to see the doctors today. Yeah. He has injured ribs. And Dable would not say whether or not he'd be available for the game. He said there's nothing internal going on. Because, right. You know, when you break ribs, you can, like, puncture a lung. You can puncture organs. Based on what Dable said, that's that's not what we're looking at here. So but that's good. he would not rule out the doctors uh, sitting him for this game. Or, for that matter, he was asked, is he well, an IR candidate? And he said, well, we're going to see what the doctors And say. we didn't bring up the fact that they signed Matt Barkley. Correct. Probably indicates that it's going to be at least a game. You would think so. Yeah. You would think so. And Barkley's on the practice squad, by the yes, way. Yes, and Tommy DeVito got signed to the 53. Correct. We yes. were negligent. Apologies. Because they were going to have to activate him this week, and that would have been his fourth to go. So Correct. So you have to be signed before Correct. you can make that fourth activation. Yep. Doug, anything else? No, that's all. Thanks. Okay. Awesome. All right, let's go to Bobby in Maryland. He rejoins us. Hey, Bobby, why don't you close us out with a good one here? Yeah, that's right, Sam. What's the, what's the weird coincidence that the Giants and Raiders have something happen every time they play? Last three times, the first the first time Eli got benched with Daniel Smith. Yep. Of course, McAdoo and Reese got fired the next day. Yeah. Last time four years ago was the after Henry Ruggs incident. Was the what? I'm sorry. Henry oh, Henry the Henry Ruggs. Ruggs incident. I got you. I got you. I got mm-hmm. you. Now, of course, I mean, Dan was getting fired yesterday. Basically, the GM getting fired now. Tony Pierce has got coaching. Oh, good luck for him. Every week after this week. What's the What's the coincidence that happens when we play the Raiders the last three times? Weird. Yeah, well, I, yo, you're right, Bobby. No argument. I think a lot when you have an, an organization, frankly, look, I'm, I'm not trying to conflate the two because I think the Giants have been much more uh, stable than the Raiders have from a general organizational standpoint over the last, you know, 10, 10 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Raiders have had a lot of, and look, the Giants have changed coaches a lot too, obviously, but I think uh, the Raiders have been um, a little all over the place in terms of how they've gone about things recently and they're 
franchise history, and I think recently when <laughs> that goes back a ways, John. <laughs> and and I think when that's the case, there's a better chance of weird things happening when you play a team like that. But you're right; it is odd that those incidents have kind of happened right around when these two teams have been scheduled. And when the and the bad things are happening to the Giants, the Raiders won the game. When the bad things happened to the Raiders, the Giants won the game. We'll see now what happens this upcoming week. Mm-hmm. Very true. Uh, it's just uh, it dawned me earlier. Like that is just a weird coincidence. All three get last three games okay, on one Sunday. This happens. It's just weird. No, it's odd. Else is it's just one of those things. And uh, the trade William Williams feels great. I'm glad he got the trade. He's a good player. I wish him the best in Seattle. And you'll have a good day. Yeah. Thank you guys. You too, Bobby. Appreciate the call, man. And I just want to look at the standings here real quick. But was I mentioned to? I think it was Hugo that called earlier. About the NFC. So right now, the teams that are going to be in the playoffs, or at least you feel good about being in the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? Eagles at 7-1. and one, They're going to... Them or Dallas are going to win the NFC East. Dallas is 5-2. and two. Their game, again, coming up this Sunday. And that, that, I think that is a 425 kickoff, right? Am I correct about that, Pierce? Can you double-check that for me? I don't think that's the Sunday night game. Um, one of those teams, teams will win the division. The other team's going to make the playoffs. Uh, Detroit, right now, with the injury to Kirk Cousins... Uh, in Minnesota, even with the addition of Josh Dobbs, yeah, I think we all be 425 Pearson. Thank you. Um, even with the addition of Josh Dobbs, I think we'll do a, a fine workmanlike job when he eventually gets there and is ready to play. Mm-hmm. The Vikings are not going to catch the Lions in that division, and the Packers are two and five. So I think we're looking at the Lions as the more than likely runaway NFC North division t- champion right now. Correct? Agreed? Okay. Do you agree with that? Yeah. All right. NFC West. Both Seattle and San Fran are going to be in the playoffs, 5-2, five 5-3. And five and one will win the division. One will be a wild-card team. Mm-hmm. NFC South, right now the Saints and Falcons are 4-4. Four and four. The Bucks are 3-4. and four. My guess is that those three teams are going to bounce back and forth in and around 500 for most of the year. They're going to play each other a lot. Yep. And then that last wild-card spot, Paul, after I know. whoever doesn't win the West, whoever doesn't win the East, Washington's 3-5. and five. I mean, can the Packers at 2-5 and five do something? Uh, the Vikings are four and four, but we know about the Cousins the third thing. wild card team right now is four and four is what you're trying to say. Could it come out of the NFC South? Could it be Saints, Bucks, Falcons, whichever the second best team is from there? The bottom line is that right now that third NFC wild card team, and we kind of talked about this in the offseason, right? I we selected did. the Giants as my third wild card team because I couldn't find another one, right? There just weren't mm-hmm. a lot of great options there, and I think I should have the Seahawks out, which I'm going to end up being wrong about. But you know, you you take a look at it. And it's 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 messy right now. You, you, it's wide you, open. You, you, you want to just cough your lunch up on the table? I'm going to tell you right now. The Giants had the Bills game and the Jets games in their back pockets. They should be four and four today. They should be tied right now for the third wild card I mean, spot look, this morning. The Giants have played three really close games this year, right? Arizona, Buffalo, and Washington. They're one and two of those games. You can't win all the close games. That's not how the world works. Well, you forgot the Jets game. You're right. I forgot the Jets game. If they just go two and two in those games instead of they were, they go two and two. Well, they, they were two. two they two were two games. and two in those right. games. If you could figure out a way one more of those, right? Even three and one, they're only one game out of the wild card right now. Correct. And and this is very much Again, alive. That's the danger of. That's no, what that's happens when you key games away. Okay. No, that's the danger of playing close games. You win some, you lose some. It's the way it goes. Okay. So now my lunch is about to come up, so I'm glad the program's almost over. Oh, you did that to yourself. I know, but I had to bring it up to you since you were discussing the standings. What else am I going to do? No, I understand. It's like the points per game thing. You brought it up. 
Yeah, but you I, did. I, I might have put the nail on the table. No, but you, but, but but you decide to take the nail out and hammer. You decide to take the hammer out and, and smash it. I was just having a general discussion. Man, I'm getting assaulted. I got like negativity here. I got negativity well, here. Well, look, it took me over two days to calm down, and now I'm starting to get upset again. Yeah, I know. I didn't even say anything. You're getting yourself upset. Shall we say goodbye? No, it's not even. All right, it is one thirty. All right, yeah, we can, we can, we could say goodbye here. Thank you. Heesh. Go download Giants TV. If you want to see Datino get mad some more, you could go watch the replay of the show on Giants TV, the Giants uh, official streaming app. It is free. Get it wherever you watch your uh, streaming shows and networks and channels. Uh, whether that's uh, Giants mobile app, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Roku, you name it. Uh, video content, game highlights, on-demand, directed, big blue fans, et cetera, et cetera. Check it out. And then at Giants.com slash tickets, looking for tickets to Giants games, make sure you go check that out. Thanks for joining us on Big Blue Kickoff Live, presented by Cadillac, the official luxury vehicle of the New York football Giants. Ford Paul Latino. I am John Schrelk. We'll see you tomorrow. Casillas and I will be with you tomorrow at 1230. Until then. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.